The American Federation of Government Employees has taken a new step towards establishing itself among Defense Department employees in Europe. It's signing up new members and plans to have at least one new organizing body in place by the end of the year. Federal News Network's Alexandra Lohr got the latest from Special Assistant to the National Vice President of AFGE's District 14, Peter Winch. We have had a couple of small locals in Europe, but there's just been a lot more interest from employees. And we've we've decided to charter an at-large local in Europe, Local 14, to go along with District 14. And the federal employees there have been joining. At this point, we have, we've only been around a couple of months, and we are just asking people to join on an at-large basis. When it comes time to ask the Federal Labor Relations Authority to hold an election, that'll be in certain specific locations or job categories. When I say we've got 100 members, we're not all in one. That's across the continent of Europe and across the different DOD agencies. There are what you might call hotspots, and we have formed eight small organizing committees, and those committees need to get a 30% showing of interest. And the showing of interest is confidential. So like we're working with the base exchange, AFIS, Army Air Force Exchange Service, we've gotten a considerable amount, and AFG represents most AFIS stateside. AFI's uh, a base exchange is something like a Walmart or a shopping mall. And these people are federal employees, as well as some local hires and some contractors. But a lot of them are non-appropriated fund federal employees. And that's a place we've gotten a lot of interest so far. Is that just at Stuttgart? Well, our main committee is at Rammstein. And that is just the geography. When I say there's 30,000 DOD employees... A large percentage of them are in Germany, and many of those are focused are in and around Rammstein. But in both Rammstein and Stuttgart, we have active organizing committees that are, have gotten 30% or more. We, we actually try to get 30% is the legal minimum. We try to get more than that before we ask for an election. Eventually, we at least we'd like to be all AFIs Europe-wide if we can get, go there. That's just one example. Our main focus is Defense Health Agency. This is the heart of federal government employee presence in Europe is, you might call it a new agency, the the military treatment facilities or military hospitals that might have been Army, like Walter Reed here in Washington was Army originally. They've been transferred to a a non-service or fourth estate type agency, the Defense Health Agency, really as, as of the last couple of years. Landstuhl Regional Medical Center We have considerable interest from the nurses there. They are working on a 30% or more showing of interest from the hundreds of people who work at Landstuhl. That's separate from the 100 or so people that have joined and are paying dues to Local 14. And we, what we tell people, if you join our local, we will represent you on the job. But if you form a union, we'll be able to get a contract. You know, if we file for an election with the FLRA, we'll have a contract and it won't be on that at-large basis anymore. It'll be representation with your management. If I understand it right, you've got about 100 people who are at-large members, and they're represented, but you don't have a negotiating ability with them. And then the interest is sort of a polling. It's not necessarily people who are in the union. It's people who are interested in forming a union. Is that right? That's right. The, The card itself says 
I am asking the FLRA to conduct an election. The card says it doesn't commit me to membership or it just requests that the FLRA hold a secret ballot election. And the two things that federal employees always ask me, it's confidential, meaning the Defense Health Agency or AFES does not see who signed. They just send the FLRA a list of who they employ and the FLRA compares the two lists. And also by signing it, I am not committed to membership. Local 14, the dues we keep very modest because it is an at-large local. The dues are at $14 a pay and you pay that by electronic draft. Once you get a union AFG elected, usually you pay your dues by dues deduction from your payroll. So it's a it's an arrangement with the employer to take dues out. It's an at-large local. And we are uh, we have an attorney in Germany, Javier Soto, and he like he wrote to me this morning about he saved somebody's job and also saved them from being sent back to the States prematurely, which is their big threat over there. He's always working on individuals, and he he, he got the uh, word that, that they were successful. So he is actively taking cases of members who have, you know, procedural arguments or, or uh, substantial arguments about why they should not be subject to the harshest discipline. And that, that's what we see. Where there's no union, there's a lot of illogical results that aren't good for the government because people don't have due process. To, so for to... at-large members, is that the main thing you're able to do? For them is represent them in individual disputes exactly any kind of statutory right you have like an eeo right or we just go in and do represent individuals as long as they're dues paying members that's once we get a contract we represent everybody whether they're dues paying members or not what are some of the issues that are impelling people to want to join the union the situation is where they feel I I have heard personally talked to several people who were AFG members or stewards at a military base like Fort Campbell, and they go to, uh, they accept a position in in Europe, and they can't believe the mismanagement they see. The the lack of checks and balances is not what they're used to stateside. And they they get management making imperious demands that I know I can send you home, so you have to do things that, that may involve cutting corners and not doing things correctly. So there's that feeling of, I, I need a voice at work. And are you hearing that coming from DHA employees? Yes, we have a group of book, actually nurses and doctors, and also some other technicians. So we have a group of DHA employees that are interested in having a, a well-run hospital, and they want to see Landstuhl as a, a better run facility. They want to be part of that as, prof- as medical professionals, uh, credential providers. The Defense Health Agency is going to be going to be building a brand new hospital right next to Launch Tool. So we want we want that hospital to be to be launched in the in the right way, in the best possible way, with employee involvement and improvements in procedures. And you said you had already filed paperwork with FLRA. What have you filed so far? Where are you in that process? We did file for AFES, Stuttgart Panzer. It's a Stuttgart exchange, but there's a few little uh, satellite locations as well. We haven't gotten that opening letter yet, so I don't have any. What the FLRA does is investigate. They issue an opening letter, and then they investigate if we haven't, not only if we have enough showing, but is our unit correctly described. And So we haven't gotten there yet. We filed our first petition with the We hope to file many, many more. That's a shop of 50 or so. We, I think it's like 300 and something working for AFES in Ramstein. So we have a, had some contact with the AFES management here and in, and in AFES Europe. We hope to have those two elections soon. 
And there's other locations, both AFES, both uh, NAF, Non-Appropriate Fund, and GS around Europe. Peter Winch of the American Federation of Government Employees speaking to Federal News Network's Alexandra Lohr. Check out Alex's story at federalnewsnetwork.com.